0: Boom! 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 Boom!
1: Boom! Didle! Didle! do 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 Welcome to the Good Energy Project with Lou Connor. a surprisingly hopeful and upbeat show about economics, climate change and our future on planet
2: Earth. Kia ora, and welcome to the Good Energy Project. Last time I shared the first half of my conversation with Māori researcher, teacher, and cultural translator, Hemi Hirimi. This week I'm very excited to share the second half. I caught up with Hemi over Zoom about a month ago and I enjoyed our conversation so much, I decided to share the whole thing with you rather than recording a separate interview. For a very brief recap on the first half of our conversation, Hemi took me on a journey through the history of colonisation and how indigenous cosmologies were taken over by modern Western ideas, which separate people from nature and prioritise constant growth over sustainability. Hemi shared his vision with me that the Māori cosmology of Ranginui and Papatuanuku could become the foundation for a new culture in Aotearoa New Zealand that welcomes and includes everyone and reconnects us with nature. Hemi described how institutions have forgotten about the importance of history and philosophy and this puts us in danger of repeating our past mistakes. To make this kind of Culture change possible, he says, we need to start with a revolution of the mind. Our communities need hope, he said, and that hope will come when we bring back the soul and spirit to our economies and lives, rather than prioritising the intellect. Hemi spoke about how Marae could become cultural, economic, political and social centres, grounded in the philosophy of Rangi and Papa, but inclusive of all New Zealanders. Places where we could go to decolonize our imaginations and find the belonging we're looking for. And also where we can take a lead in facing the challenge of climate change. He spoke about how from an indigenous perspective, you can't look at climate change in isolation. Everything is interconnected. The solution is to completely change the way we view the world. So here's the second half of our conversation. I read in your article that you had a job and then you went back to academia, and I'm just wondering how you learned all this knowledge.
0: I was in my early 30s when I decided I had questions. One of them was, why couldn't I speak my language? Mm. I found the answer to that one was called racism. The other one was, why is my sister having to bring up five kids alone on a benefit? Mm. I have two answers for that. One is patriarchy, because Māori men decided that they didn't need to hang around. Mm. And the second one was capitalism. That already predetermined social business you know, And mm. so um, um, not knowing what racism was, not knowing how capitalism worked or how the economies worked, and a desire, I suppose, to fill the biggest question in my heart, which was why is one place on this planet resonating more for me than other places? Because like any father and grandfather, I wish that experience for my children and grandchildren. Mm.
2: Was that place up the river? Yeah. I yeah.
0: and it was about belonging.
1: Mm.
0: And with the big brushstrokes that we're using today, mm. uh, I, I believe that they're, uh, being allowed develop that sense uh, within the communities you live is a, key, uh, is a key element to the solidarity that's going to be required for people to become more proactive in the mm. plans we make of our political and corporate leaders. Mm. So that solidarity has always been undermined. Um, neoliberalism set out to undermine solidarity busted the unions, used individual, contract law. It reduced everything to a competition, mm. the, mm. the invisible hand of the marketplace in Adam Smith's language. And nobody's sort of coming up with alternatives, you know. Uh, we, we, we know that to maintain the same trajectory is completely irrational. Mm. Everybody's out trying to find the controls with which to change the trajectory. Mm. And, yeah, I I think that that sense of belonging is fundamental to that search. We need to belong to this country. We need to Mm. belong to it with a passion.
1: Mm. As
0: long as there's parts of your community who you don't know or have Mm. a preconceived conception about who they are and where they sit on the hierarchy, Mm. then we're not going to be able to develop the the, the, the momentum that is needed at this time. Um, yeah. You know, if we're talking about changing the curriculum, that's a numbers game. If we're talking about bringing communities together, then that's a mind game. It's about mm. overcoming the prejudices and bias that have been created in the service mm. of the crisis. And that's why I enjoy your focus on economics and science. Because mm. I have the same focus on economics and spirituality. Mm. And they're all integrated. They're not separate. Yeah. They all, they're all together. And our humanity is about spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about this capacity to care. Yeah. I'm trying to pull a book together and I'm trying to, you know, when I think of working titles, I'm, I'm thinking, when did we stop caring? Mm when when did we as as a species decide that other people's tragic reality wasn't relevant?
2: Yeah, I have this feeling like we do care, but it's sort of like even my relatives who they're right wing, but they do care, but they're all confused and they don't know what to do. There's a lot of care, but it's not doesn't have a path or it doesn't have a way of connecting.
0: Yeah, the example I use is that we might care, but it's a desensitised form of care. It's a mm. contribute collectivism or a thousand plate dinner once a year for the poor people. Mm. people. Mm.
1: That's
0: not the care I'm thinking about. Mm. And again, when I'm teaching, it's we can sit there and watch all these people drowning in the aegean sea while mm. we're steak for dinner. Mm. We'll become desensitised to it. And the only time we develop some sort of empathy with that is when it looks like us. It's when we can identify with us experiencing that. But as long as it's other people, Mm. it's okay. Let it go. And the same with the environment is that as long as it doesn't affect my water, well, again, that's exactly what Adam Smith wants it. That while we're so busy producing and consuming for ourselves, you know, that narrow self-interest, then we've become blind
1: to, mm.
0: nature. and that that cycle of productivity and, and and consumption that we're caught in, that we all run off to school to learn how to, yeah, get a job to buy stuff. We don't teach civil education in our schools. We don't mm. teach people how to be good neighbors and good husbands mm. mm-hmm. and good partners. They used to do that back in our in pre-colonial modern society. Mm. Yeah. They, were, they, were, they were schools like the old English prep school thing. But this was about how to be an effective part of the community. That mm. you weren't an individual, the ego didn't exist. You were part of of a social group that not mm. only depended on you, but was you It's mm. big difference and mm. so, uh that type of cosmology i in 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 illustration form i call it a rectangle society mm. see so there's a line there and everybody benefits and everybody suffers this rectangle society is based on mana what mana is is everyone has it okay mm. everyone has it You're born to a place, and that means you have mana to that Mm. place. So the whole society, the people had the power. We call it today Mm. mana tangata mana whenua. But what we've done is we've given that mana away to universities. So if you have a PhD or an LLB or an MBA, somehow you're more valued than everybody else. And that's how you create a hierarchical society, obviously. Mm. And so Maori society has gone from a rectangle to a triangle in a very, mm. very small space of time, 180 years. You can overlay Western civilization's evolution over the last 180 years of colonisation in New Zealand.
1: Mm.
0: Very simply. And because it's relatively new and it hasn't embedded itself in our social fabric as a nation, as two was saying, we're in an ideal situation as a country to be courageous, to be a model for the rest of the world because we we still have memories of, if you're under 40, the only memories you have are of a neoliberal society, the instant food, instant gratification society. But if you're older than that, you've experienced it totally differently. It looked after the ones. We never had homeless or you that much. Before post-treaty settlement, we had no homeless. Mm. Before urbanisation, we had no mental people either. My interest is in cultural and historical contexts, mm. and economics, and these sort of social relations evolving. In 50 years, from 1935 to 1985, 85% of Māori went from living rurally Mm. To urban living. Mm. It's exactly the same with the enclosures in England and the clearances in northern northern Scotland.
2: Yeah, like a fast they version of it.
0: Out. They were physically and, and legally and violently taken off the land mm. the capitalists could make their money. Mm. And, and so we have the situation now where we've got most Māori struggling. To maintain that depth of connection. Mm. And it's serious for us as a culture. It, it's mm. a, it's a crisis. That's our crisis. Mm. It's dehumanizing to deny that person that understanding of who they are.
1: Mm. That's dehumanizing.
0: It's not racism, it's dehumanizing. There's a lot of considerations in this whole sense of Marae based community, non sensitive. Mm. And it's qualitatively rich where people accept it for what they are. Now that's a vision mm. we can achieve if we understand the illusions of the world we've been living in for the last three hundred years. And more importantly, I think understand that we all have money. In, in pre-colonial Maori, the leaders were leaders because the people said they could be leaders. Mm. And if they, their one job was to look after the people, that was it, you only have one job. If they didn't do that, they were replaced. Mm. Mm. Um, so the ability of the community to be an uh, integral part of the decision-making process was mm. important mm. to that society. Mm. Democracy takes that by way, way. People mm. have lost their, their capacity, to, to participate in the decision making processes, mm. and once that's happened to us, we become passengers.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And that's what happened with the treaty settlements. The ability for Māori to be part of that decision making process was taken away from us when we went from hapu to do. Mm.
2: Yeah, when yeah. we
0: became corporatized.
2: Mm. Uh, mm.
0: And
2: it's you, that same force, but applied to Māori
0: well again uh, neoliberalism is all about turning things into commodities Paul Polanyi talks about the great transformation back in the 16th 17th century where land money and people were commodified as
1: part mm. of
0: the revolution what's it? sorry Paul Polanyi the great transformation um, what,
2: what's the name again
0: Kao oh, with a K P-O-L-A-N-Y-I. Uh, okay. uh, oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Polanyi, yeah, I right, right,
0: knows, yeah. P O L A N Y I. Yeah, I
1: think everything. Great
0: transformation, which was the the political and uh, and economic origins of mm. you know modern Western society, in over, mm. over that period, the nineteenth century died and got reinvented. Mm. So, yeah, it's. It's an interesting one because the commodification of people like the 18th century into the 19th the industrial revolution, urbanisation, the factories, changed the landscape considerably. We went from settlements to urban and mm. the same thing happened in to Māori from 1935 to 1985. Mm. 85% of Māori went from rural to urban. And mm. so the social... Consequences of that shift, the cultural, political, economic consequences of that shift are being felt today, but it's within a, a vacuum of silence. Mm. We don't educate people anymore, we get we just get them to regurgitate. We, we don't teach people how to think. Mm. Uh, and this is the importance of community education. Once they got rid of community education, it it, it further contributed to the individualization of our communities. It's yeah, of, of of cohesiveness, of collective responsibility, but more importantly, of collective agency, mm. undermined. And that's what neoliberalism was was based on. It was about undermining democracy itself. And Noam Chomsky talks mm. all the time. You, you take that global outlook, and then you locate it. You relocalize, which is what we're talking about: relocalization in terms of our response to global change. Yeah, it it gives It does for me. And mm-hmm. you know, when we can overcome those illusions of racism and patriarchy and poverty, then I think the solidarity that will come from it will give that capacity of the people to make their leaders more cantable. That accountability mm. is not there. Mm. You know, America's a duopoly. Donald Trump is half of America's pick. You no, um the agricultural society was based on the plough. Mm. Urbanisation was based on the steam engine. So the shift from settlement to urban. But today with, with the internet,
1: mm.
0: we're, we're creating this global tribalism. Mm. We're providing families, let alone the mm. biggest, most powerful country in, in the West. Mm. It's this global tribalism that is part and parcel of power and how big tech is dumbing our society down hmm. And, hmm. And, and feeding on the prejudices and biases that have been created over 300 years. Hmm. The, the fear that social position, social status, social standing has been threatened. Hmm. reality is that social standing has been created on the back of tragedy and dehumanization. Mm. And, and, I'm, and I'm talking humans as well as the planet. Mm. Yeah. So we yeah, don't, uh, you know, well, like you say, we're too busy, that culture of busyness. Mm. We're so engrossed in the productivity and consumption, we, we've forgotten what it's like to just stop and think mm. and try and try. Uh, not only understand the past but but imagine the future. Yeah. And that's where that colonization of the imagination mm. is the first challenge, is that what differentiates humans from animals is our capacity to, to produce the future, our mm-hmm. reality. And what capitalism has done is made us think that we're just producers of capital, of the economy. But we're also producers, we need to be producers of history and of culture. Mm. That's where our humanity lies, not just in producers of the economy, of capital. It's that shift in thinking that Gramsci worked so hard to to Mm. to develop. And Mm. and the first step is overcoming our cognitive and moral submissiveness. Mm. Nobody's putting a gun to our heads. We just stop thinking and behaving a level that we know humanity can operate we become self-interested narrow individuals
2: one of my hopes with my work at the moment is i'm part of this group of youngish people who do care and recognize this need for more spirituality and humanity but you know how you said that if you're under 40 these days you grew up completely within that and so there is a sense of lostness amongst my kind of generation, and I really want to give a signal of hope to people of my generation and also give some examples of what we can actually do, like what can we be part of practically that can contribute to what you're talking about, Yeah, like you know, people coming together. I don't know, I'm, I like the idea of being part of organizing some gatherings or some comings together to have these larger, deeper, wider conversations.
0: Well, I agree, and without sounding arrogant, mm. um, what went with the soul was this thing called wisdom. Mm. And and wisdom, I, I think, is just knowing where you've come from Mm. And that's why I say the people who are going to make the world a better place are the ones that are going to have to bear the consequences, which is the young people. Mm. But I think there's a contribution that different other people, older people can make mm. in terms of not, not telling them what to do but showing these alternatives that they can choose from. And again, yeah. going mm. back to the beginning of our conversation Western civilization has been one person sitting at one table with one plate of food. Mm. And between God and science and capitalism, we've completely ruined our vision of the future. Mm. So, what we're trying to do is extend the smorgasbord of choices for the young minds that are going to be the action part of process. Mm. You know, so the community coming together is about the theory, the wisdom, the, mm. the, the options that are there. And mm. it's up to the, to the people who are actually going to turn that theory into practice to yeah. decide which is the best right. There's no one right. This is the danger of universality. There mm. is not one truth. That's the, that's the danger of scientific rationality. There's multiple truths. And there's multiple ways of understanding the world. Mm. Um, The example I use is two. One is on a three-year course and the students are in their first five minutes and I ask them to look out the window at a tree and just spend a few minutes writing down what that tree means to them. Mm. It's a real privilege working with Maori adult students Mm. being victims of a racist education system because mm. you have to be a, be a a translator. You have to take these complex conceptual exclusive ideas and then talk to it in a language that's gonna build communities, not hierarchies.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And so ninety-nine percent of the time the tree is a resource. Mm. I can I can put a swing on the tree, I can the tree gives me shade, the tree and you know, I celebrate when somebody says, that tree is my cheapener.
1: Mm, mm.
0: That tree is my ancestor. Mm. But, but not as a fad, as a belief. Mm. And, and, the, and the second one is is more general. You hold a corn coal, close your eyes, and then you start to unveil the corn and then ask mm. the what colour is the corn? And 100% of the time, unless people concede see that, it's not the most obvious answer they'll say yellow Mm. and you show them a picture of the world's corn
2: all the colors
0: (laughs) all the colors
2: Mm.
0: and yet that yellow corn is the power of universality
2: yeah yeah
0: made us see corn in only one way it's made us being a human in one way it's made us understand what the world is in one way and Mm. and incapable of seeing beyond that one way. And so this is the importance, I think, of being given the opportunity that Water Trust presents, mm. having people like us who, who can contribute different ways of understanding where we've come from and then offering where we could perhaps go to.
1: Mm. That's mm. all it is.
0: Let's see, leave some ideas lying around and mm. hopefully of them will sprout, yeah. Yeah, At the moment if we don't have any idea of what's happening and the status quo remains, then we're doing an injustice to, to humanity. Mm. So, just being able to meet people like you and to share the message, and mm. again, the attractiveness is we're not all the same, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all have different perspectives and different views. What's needed most at the moment is for us to all be Indigenous, to all want to be different.
1: Mm,
0: mm. Being the same at the moment is not good. It's not a good look. No. So how do we become different? How do we choose? Mm. Yeah. And as I said, New Zealand's ideally placed, and we've done it before with women's suffrage, we've done it before with mm. weapons, and we can do it again when it comes mm. to this notion of, a cooperating, collaborative, community-based society. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, that's going to take nothing more than will, because, as I said, the infrastructure's in place. And if, uh, you know, if it's an option that appeals, then fine. But I think as much as having a vision is important, I think having an understanding of the past is important as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Otherwise
2: it will hit you and you won't be able to move.
0: Well, again, if we don't understand the past, then we're going to make the same mistakes in the future. Mm, mm. And 300 years of artesian dualism has just been devastating for anybody who's not a, a European property male. <laughs> That's the bottom line. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and this is where, you know, you can't talk about climate change, you can't talk about racism or patriarchy or poverty, Without having a conversation about capitalism, mm. and I don't mean it from a Marxist perspective. I mean it from a colonised Maori perspective. Dehumanisation mm. is not knowing who you are, mm. and this more and more Maori who find themselves in that in that place. And mm. you know, if we're going to believe in in the science of Dungy and Papa, and if we're going to believe that the planet is a living entity then we need to know who we are first.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
0: Science has their view. Indigenous people have their view. But together, it's about what is the best trajectory for humanity as a whole. Mm, mm. That's a challenge. And for us to exist, it's a very, very narrow window of survivability.
1: Mm, mm.
0: Indigenous Americans, they call it surfing the flux. And what surfing is to me is being able to to surf between the sacred and the, and the profane at uh,
1: yeah. all times.
0: tribes. You know, mm. and, and that's why our marae is a perfect example. Mm. There's times when the marae is sacred, you know, when people go mm. on and you have your ceremony, it's sacred. But once that's over, the kids go back to playing touch on it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, it's contextual. Yeah. You know, and whereas we we tend to believe that that if this is this is how it is, then that's how it will be. You know, no. Mm. You know, knowledge itself is contingent, contextual, and always incomplete. Mm. And unfortunately, the people who are doing the most damage are controlling knowledge production mm. you know, between notions of the nation state, between capitalism and racism. They are inseparable between the bourgeois family and between knowledge production, that's what kahanu calls the coloniality of power. And Mm. it's those four elements that have located us at the moment in where we are. Mm. And um, we need to stop giving away our mana as citizens.
1: Mm.
0: And for Māori, we're giving everything. We're giving away the sacred. Like in our mm. cosmology, Tadil is not just the language. Tadil is always said with the tikana. me Not too far, long ago, you would never hear anybody talking about Tadil. It was always Tadil on a tikana. And oh, really? Balance, okay. And that cosmology saying something is not enough. You have to back it up mm. with behaviour. And mm. so, you know the, the the people will talk about manaakitanga.
1: Mm.
0: You know and menark- you get
1: co-
2: corporations that have that as a value. Well,
0: and- we've given it away. Mm. Because if you're going to talk about manaakitanga, you can't have homeless people in your society. It's not going to happen. We mm. gave our language away. We commodified it. We turned it into an income. Mm. We gave it to the university. And mm. now people are learning the language without the action mm. with it. And so people are you, using it and misusing it.
2: Do you have any sort of advice for um, Pākehā who want to learn and want to engage in Tao Māori in a respectful way? That...
0: Yes. Stop what, what universities you... and institutions of the state. Yeah. Go yeah. to the local marae. Mm. Because the language comes from your land, not from books. Mm. Before, you could tell where a person's from as soon as they started to speak. Mm. You know, because the language oh, comes yeah. from your land, it's an identifier of who you are. You yeah. gave that away for a silver dollar, we gave it yeah. away. The state. And now you don't know where yeah. you're from with this language that they're speaking. Uh, so we lose our connection to the earth. And if you yeah, want to yeah. learn the real, go mm. back to the land, and the land is the nearest marae to where you live. Mm. When we start having ideas like that, all of a sudden, the community and the marae are coming together.
1: Yeah,
0: and, and that, that stop, makes stop, sense to me. Yeah, stop giving exactly. away our mana. And again, yeah, yeah. the thing with Maori cosmology is that it's very plural. Yeah. Mm. So, um, Everybody has their own stories, their own language, their own worldview. We live in a plural society. And so every iwi has their own maturiki story. Mm. And what we've done is we've given one story to the government and we've Mm. turned it into a universal story.
2: Yeah, yeah. So what
0: you do is disconnect that story from the land that it belongs to.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's
0: always about the relationship with the land. Mm, That's mm. where mana in order for manaakitana to happen, you've got to have mana. And yeah. as, long as we're separated from our land, it's awfully hard to argue that you have mana. Mm. So that mechanism of balance, you know, tāne wahine, woman and men,
1: there's, mm. there's no
0: patriarchy. You can't afford to have patriarchy. Mm. Um, mm. The cosmology was all about coexistence. Mm. Because we were a small land. We're a small land. So you had to get on. Europe is a huge land. And so their their ability to expand was from the beginning. And and Mm. expansion is the essence of of capitalism. The essence that creates the spirit of capitalism. And so... The history of Western civilization is about expanding and growth and war and all of this Mm -hmm. sort of thing. It's barbarous and it's murderous. They then projected their history onto us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But we were the complete opposite. We were Mm -hmm. we're peaceful community-based and 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 Mm -hmm. the history of our our pre colonial society was the last option is war.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: These negotiation practices, these abilities. These, these things that were focused on peace. why mm. Our cosmology is one of, of life reproduction. Mm. Mm. And if cosmology is on growth, and it's the growth that's killing us today, the same growth, because you, you could travel as far as you wanted without hitting the water, then that, that creates a different worldview. So it's not about coexistence. It's all about expansion.
1: Mm. Mm. It's all about
0: creating surplus, on surplus, on And once you start to create surplus, you need the institutions that protect that surface. Mm. Whereas indigenous cosmologies, especially Polynesian cosmologies, are not the murderous savages that, that Western anthropologists make us out to be. That's mm. part of the gathering of of the world. Yeah. We do, if we care to visit that place, then we will find societies that we can aspire to be once again. Mm. And and it's about speaking truth about. You know, it's about saying, well, we need to start producing our own knowledge. And again, I've got to tip the cap to two and mostly in quattro trust. Mm. And if more and more people who are in a position to to develop, you know, think tanks that that, mm. that that can do something more than just have a talk on Zoom for an hour and a half and you know. Mm. That, mm. Money has to change all the time, but mm, yeah. You know, if we're going to change paradigms, if we're going to start a revolution of the mind, mm. we need to develop a critical mass of thinkers who then create the platforms from which we can start the yeah,
2: economy. yeah, yeah.
0: And again, like Maori reality, it's not like we lack solutions. What we lack is political will.
1: Mm.
0: Always been the case. An indigenous view of climate change isn't how do we solve it? It's how did Papatuniku become sick? Mm. Mm. Papatuniku and Ranginui are living entities. Mm. climate change is the fever you get when you start to feel mm. unwell. And so mm. how do we how do we how do we find medicines? Mm. And obviously reducing our energy consumption, reducing our waste, and all that are part of the medicinal approach. Yeah. It's not about climate change, it's not about capitalism and and those are the consequences, those are the the causes, but the responses need to be for an Indigenous approach, and New Zealand can take it up as a New Zealand approach. Yeah. It it needs to be at the level of relationships. It mm. needs to be mm. understanding that Papa and Rangi are living entities. We don't have a god. They are the gods. And we walk among them every day. Mm. And so it's that, that cultural translation, having conversations about different moments mm. mm. that are um, anchored in different cosmologies. And in New Zealand, we have a cosmology in place that, in my research anyway, is creamy now for sharing. Mm. As long as we're too busy working. Or... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and that's how you control knowledge. You pay the people who will say the message you want said, mm. and then you don't support alterity or other views. Mm. And epistemological pluralism is all about alterity. It's about mm. envisioning things differently. Mm. Right or wrong, it's mm. just being different. And um, Indigenous people are the, in some scholarship, are the original social movements. Mm. Because we resist, that's why we're still fighting for our language. We don't want to be the same as you. And mm. what finds us as different is our language. And now mm. the question for me is how well do we know that language to the language that we had before colonization?
1: Mm. Well,
0: Māori, so you can basically look at five trajectories. One is European from Constantine 400 AD and the legitimation of uh, Christianity Mm. all the way through to today. Mm. Cultural, historical context that's created the war on nature, but also the war on Indigenous people and people of colour, the war on women.
1: You know
0: mm. the on the poor, so yeah. there's a lot of wars going on mm. that of that, that big land, uh, expansion, growth, and survival for this blah blah blah. That's what it's like. mm.
1: um,
0: so that that's that's one trajectory that, that we're living in today, but the other trajectory is specific to Māori and that's the pre colonial Māori cosmology and the practices that came from that, and then mm. we have. Colonizing of Maori, which mm. is all about assimilation and forgetting who we were, you know. And now this neoliberal is about remembering who we are, but don't forget the spirit because we're remembering who we are, but it's lacking that soul, you know. Mm. It's a bit like science, our 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 cultures become uh, commodified to the point where it's quantitative in nature, right? We need mm. Quality, mm. the spirituality, the essence mm. and, and then the, the fourth trajectory of course is ulterior and fulfilling that synergy of science and soul, that synergy of mm. science and spirit or science and indigeneity. We mm. don't have to go anywhere to see how to do it. We don't need to ask permission to do it. Mm. We just need to have the capacity to share it as an option. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's
0: that's all it is.
2: And
0: yeah, uh, I love that. Yeah, it's it's a traumatic time, but it also tragedy always brings opportunity. You know, mm. that well. They make a lot of money out of out of tragedy. Mm. But it also requires people like people who think a lot about it. You know, and and we talk about care. But mm. it's a bit like Manaki tongue. in Māori today. Can't talk about Manaki because we're not just talking about a group over here or a group over there. Manaki Tanga applies at a societal level. So everybody benefits, everybody suffers. Mm. But in a hierarchical society, only some benefit and most of us suffer.
1: Yeah.
0: And so we need to revisit what it means to care in the 21st mm. century.
1: Mm.
0: You know, that the urgency is. You know, is here for us is are we going to be continue to be complicit in that this trajectory of the future? Mm. Or are we going to hear people give us hope? Are we going to hear people mm. read an article or watch something on, on TikTok or you know, I've no mm. idea that's your guys' territory. <laughs> um so the see Neoliberalism was first being invented. And that's what Milton Friedman used to say. Now's the time to leave ideas lying around. Ah, uh, yeah. And people will pick them up.
1: Mm, mm,
0: and, and that's how yeah. knowledge is controlled. The production of knowledge is controlled. We need an access whereby we can leave ideas lying around, but they're untainted by relations of power.
1: Mm. They,
0: yeah, I work in... in Academia, but I'm absolutely anti-academic. Yeah, yeah, it's because it's exclusive and hierarchical, and they assume a sense of supposed superiority over other people. Yeah, they yeah, mm. As a Maori, I've met more intelligent my grand uncles and grandfathers, emeritus professors compared to, and I'm not limiting it to Maori. I'm mm. sorry right across the board because humanity is a multidisciplinary subject. Mm. What we what,
2: what, what academic institution do you work for?
0: Okay, yeah. Um but I try not to I try not to
2: make
0: too much noise about that. Um okay we well, have to you
2: have to make money somehow so well again this is the whole thing. For we've
0: got to pay the bills. We've got to pay the mortgage you know, we've got to survive, and so that's the, the power of productivity and consumption.
2: Yeah. I feel like it's important not to judge people on where they're at now because we all have to survive and we we have to make money somehow and people, I don't know.
0: Oh, I no. I try not to make a lot of noise about it because I spent 10 years doing my PhD overseas
2: oh, at, did on a
0: subject called decoloniality.
2: Oh, did he? Whereabouts was that?
0: Uh, in Finland, and
1: oh, amazing!
0: Uh, with a supervisor in Finland and mm-hmm. uh, UBC, Oulu um, University in Finland, and uh, UBC in Canada, Vancouver. But the the discipline is is decoloniality. It's not here yet in in any meaningful way, mm-hmm. and it's different to decolonisation what decoloniality does is it sees capitalism inseparable from racism.
2: Yeah, okay, yeah,
0: and that you can't talk about wealth creation without understanding the racism that's attached to it. Uh,
1: yeah, okay. historically
0: and even today. And so decoloniality is about saying that racism, patriarchy, capitalism, and environmental crisis are the four areas that all institutions should be trying to address. Mm. 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 I like the quote of Martin Luther King. He says, what's the point of sitting next to a white man having a coffee when there's strontium-90 in the milk? (laughs) It puts things in perspective that Martin Luther King was more than just an advocate for ending racism. He was a hard-out union man. Mm. And he was assassinated on the way to a union meeting. Mm. You know, so he questioned the whole the, the whole, whole system. Capitalism, militarism. It's yeah. yeah. four, four key things. Mm. So it's that sort of popular history that I think I've, I've had to pull out in order to, you're a, a science communicator, or mm. I'm sort of a, a cultural communicator, yeah, yeah. your language can't be exclusive you need to talk to people in a way that they can understand what you're talking about mm, yeah This is one of the gifts of 30 years with, with primarily maori adult second chance learners oh nice yeah that's why a lot of my work is heuristic i used little diagrams little
1: yeah
0: yeah nice. for hierarchical capitalist societies and a rectangle for community mm, mm corporate societies. Um, i have just
2: seen that my computer battery is running low. So if it <laughs> cuts oh, out, that's good. It's
0: nearly two hours. So
2: oh yeah, but I have one more question. Can I ask it? I think there's time on my battery. I've been thinking a lot about place, and because I was born in Wellington, yeah. but I um I love how you describe belonging and having that real relationship with place and with the people of a place and um me and my partner are sort of trying to decide where to live and I just wondered if you have any thoughts on that I have some Maori papa in um east east cape area Yeah, and I have lots of you know I've got like 16 different countries or something that I whakapapa to and I'm just yep. wondering about how to find that sense of belonging in a place if you come from lots of places.
0: Yeah, and a, a key word in Indigenous scholarship is resonance.
2: Ah, oh, amazing. Resonance.
0: You know, you come over the hill, you see your harbour or you see your mountain
2: oh, yeah.
0: and your the hair stands up. Oh, yeah. Water falls out Right. your Oh, yeah. But it's the resonance that that is a spiritual experience, mm. and as soon as you try and question it, it goes yeah. away.
2: It almost so, makes me cry when you say that because yeah. I recognise that so much. And also, there was this time when I was um fourteen years old, and I went on a camping trip to Te Urewera and Waikareiti. Yeah, and I always look back to that time in my life because it was like just this most beautiful experience of resonance in that place
0: yeah, and, absolutely. And, and that's belonging and mm. I'm a firm believer of if you start to make contact with your local marae then you'll feel mm. the same well that's the goal is mm. that people can resonate with place mm. uh, in the communities that they live because there's marae in every community in the in, in the country mm. and so being able to be to be seen on the right as part of the Fenua mm. rather than mm. the Maori.
1: Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah, but for me, the challenge is too great to be very selective or mm. to cling on to this ephemeral thing called authenticity. That, that, yeah, yeah. We need to be courageous enough to face mm. the challenge of climate change by being ready to adapt. Mm. Yeah survives by being ready mm. to say we need to move, again Gramsci calls it a war of manoeuvre but we need mm. to move again and for me, we need to stop seeing our marae as isolated, marginal places as same as marae and universities are getting closer to the centre, we need yeah. to bring our marae closer to the centre of our communities yeah. and, stop seeing, and stop being so precious about our identity and saying, look, this is a real crisis, if we don't mm. sort out, we're going to leave nothing for our more Mm, mm. So at the moment what's going to make it happen is people power and it's at the same okay. time a lot of marae are struggling because the younger generations have too many distractions to keep them
2: oh, yeah, yeah.
0: And, and the other thing is, is that the corporatisation or modification of their culture mm. are, are further distractions because mm. going back to a marae or their belonging has got to be more than just a, a temporal experience. It's a, a you know, a, a, a spiritual experience. Mm. I think there's the capacity in New Zealand for us to, to uh, well, let me put it this way. New Zealand was colonised by Europeans for the last 180 years. Mm. But for us to address climate change, Aotearoa needs to be colonised by Rangi and Papa
2: you live that yeah
0: and and mm.
2: is, that, is that change the
0: cosmology change the philosophy change the thinking change the attitude mm. change the behavior change the outcome mm. and if you want to reduce our energy waste and, and consumption in the house yeah we work at that community level if the mm. thinking is in your region you become responsible for that to that marae because they mm. are kaitiaki for the planet and it's mm. not about whether they're Māori or not, it's about we are all kaitiaki. Yeah. Nowhere does it say he tangata Māori only.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Again, it sounds like oh, it's continuing assimilation and I'll say yes it is but this time the Māoris are doing the assimilation.
2: Yeah. Okay. we it
0: yeah. to your Cartesian dualism for 180 years and mm. we're finding that was a categorical mistake as one oh, yeah. And so we need a new philosophy.
2: Yeah.
0: And, and we're going, hey, we got one, and you're more than <laughs> to, be yeah. to believe in it. Mm. So, yeah, resonance and being able to see we're all kaitiaki, we all mm. look to our marae, and we all are going to work together to ensure that we do what we need to do for human survival. Yeah.
2: I love it. I'll sign up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you, Luke. Um, yeah. And, yeah, again, thank you and Quattro Trusts for being able mm. to have a voice. Many mm. mm. years is a long time to be spending studying this stuff. Uh, yeah. And but- it's been a wonderful journey, but now, because I didn't finish my doctorate, only because I didn't like the language,
2: Mm, good, good choice I see and
0: the general saying is five people will read your doctorate your supervisor, your examiner and your family yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. um, and I'm yeah. not buying into that mm. I want to be like you I want to be a, a communicator mm.
1: Mm.
0: because it's going to take people power You know, yeah. mana tangata, that's what people power is in Ao Māori mm. mana tangata. we need to whakuhokia mai tu wairua which is to return the spirit mm. Our communities have been pretty mm. traumatized. Mm. Mm. politicians are playing on the dichotomies and the anxieties.
1: Mm.
0: They do. Um, so we need a stabilizing platform.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. It's more than just philosophy. It has to be more than just philosophizing. So we need yeah. practical projects that, mm. that exist in a concrete way in our world. Mm, mm. Like I say, the marae is the uh, concrete. We're we're so fortunate as a small country to be one of the last to be colonised, if not the last, Mm. and to be a tolerant society. We just need more ideas about how we can move forward as Mm. a society. Mm.
2: Do Um, you know, is there anyone else you think I should talk to? Like, is there any marae-based... Uh, projects going on, or um,
1: not that I know of. I know there's
0: a lot of my based ones, but I'd be, I'd, I'd probably be a, a heretic. I'd be like Copernicus at the moment. Yeah, okay, because, yeah, because as as a community, I think Maori haven't been allowed to evolve beyond the culture. Mm. We're always given the cultural roles.
1: Like mm.
0: Maori means kaitiaki. Maori means looking after the trees. That's what they can't see that mm-hmm. nature is on the outside and Indigenous people are still locked in nature, and yeah, we're still yeah. locking ourselves in nature.
1: Mm-hmm. What we have
0: mm-hmm. to do is so say kaitiakitanga means people as well as the finua, of the land.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we haven't been very good at being kaitiaki of our own people.
2: And economic system, I think.
0: And that's where the marae used to be economic and political. Yeah. And I'd visit. love to
2: learn more about the economic systems that existed in Marae. Yeah,
0: no, I'm, I I will be a heretic and with with my with my views at the moment, but mm. I, I'm I'm ready to just articulate based on research. Of yeah, I'm busily trying to pull together a book or as a resource. We're not just going to be able to jump straight into this thing. There needs to be a slow transition on both sides. Mm. Uh,
1: yeah. So
0: that'll be interesting. The whole thing about sharing has been reduced to assimilation because mm-hmm. it's been uneven and lopsided. Mm. This is recolonization, not decolonization.
1: Yeah,
2: nice. No, yeah. going to
0: recolonize the whole with yeah. Rang and Papa. Yeah. With salt.
2: With salt. Yeah. I love that. Yeah.
0: I know there's a lot of wonderful things happening on our marae and I could be, like yesterday's news and many of them. Mm.
1: Um,
0: but, yeah, I, I've got no doubt that there will be more marae that are engaging. The reality, as I said earlier, is that our marae are under threat by runanga. Okay. Mm.
2: Corporate. mm.
0: Corporate mm. Override their view mm.
1: because
0: the hapu and marae is all about the land, mm. more important than the land.
1: Mm.
0: New Zealand's embrace multi culture wholeheartedly, but it's only half the intellectual side, the material mm. side that capitalism and Cartesian dualism promotes. Mm. What needs mm. to now be put on the table is the other half, the spiritual side.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: and in a, in a generous way, saying, so thank you for embracing our culture, but there's another bit.
2: that <laughs> <But> you missed. <laughs> you missed the best bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. You missed the best bits.
1: Yeah. And that's right.
0: I might use that as a title for the book.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah.
0: You miss the best bits, that's, that's, that's it in a nutshell, we've got a culture to offer, but we're missing the best bits, yeah, yeah. you know, that the okay. overcomes the, the separation of the mind in this in this
1: mm, soul, mm, the
0: mm. dualism of modern thinking, mm. I like that. <laughs>
2: So, my computer battery ran out, and that was the end of the conversation. But Hemi and I have been emailing back and forth since, and I feel really excited to explore these ideas further, and to collaborate and experiment with putting them into practice. I want to thank Hemi for giving so generously of his time and knowledge, and for letting me share this conversation with you. If you'd like to listen again, or access my previous podcasts and blogs, go to thegoodenergyproject.substack.com. If you subscribe, you will receive emails straight to your inbox with new interviews, blogs, and updates, so you can find out what happens to all of these ideas. The show is also available as a podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a few other podcasting platforms.